with the very latest in rural news. This is Ag Insights on Mornings with Ian Smith. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008. Yes, indeed. Our thanks to Colliers for this uh, segment of the show, and it's uh, time to catch up with uh, the lovely Aroha, who was uh, on the receiving end of these questions uh, that have been put forward. And this one is of, of interest to me, Rip, particularly because I remember uh, Sir John Kerwin doing a lot of work in the farming sector uh, in terms of morale and um, you know keeping people um, in positive frames of mind, etc. And I guess. Um, this is an issue at the moment, Araha, uh, because uh, things are looking pretty grim uh, when you talk about uh, the Fonterra dropping the milk prices, uh, which is really going to damage the income levels of farmers. In fact, uh, they probably won't have so, um, some of them. Uh, so do we know what morale levels are really like in our rural communities at the moment? How do we monitor that? Yes, we do. Federated Farmers conducts a survey of sorts and I was watching three news the other day, or AM show or whatever it is with the tall fella, Ryan, and they were mm. talking about the survey. Wayne Langford was on there and he talked about how they had surveyed a big bunch of their members and that confidence was being measured at historic lows. So not just a low, historic Lows, And I remember in the story that I wrote that there was like, it was some crazy number. I can't remember the exact percentage, but something like 10%, only about 10, 15% of respondents, maybe even less than that, thought that they were going to make a profit. So in the numbers that I've got here, I've got 1.8% of respondents reported making a profit and only 10% had believed that they would. So that's down 26 points on the January survey. Um, 70% of people expected their profitability to decline over the next year. Three points down on the January survey. So we're talking about six months later. Here these guys and girls and everything that colours our farming spectrum. Here they are saying things are worse in the space of six months. And it's not just because of seasonal change. They've been faced with so many barriers. And I look at the Hawke's Bay region and where you are too. Mm. Um, we're talking about, you know, federated farmers, but the agricultural industry and food prices increasing exponentially because of the shortages, but not a lot of it's going into their pockets. I think that's well, the thing that I, was, I find hard. Yeah. Oh, I've got to say, when I was uh, very briefly in the economics in the seventh form, group captain Furkett told me it was all about supply and demand, right? Supply and demand. Quite clearly... We have uh, the supply, and uh, we've got some very, very uh, fantastic uh, operators in terms of the dairy industry, but uh, who's going to buy it? That's the thing. Usually China's quite a, a big market here. Uh, are we looking at that kind of market to help us turn things around? They, we've talked about the Chinese market before. The, the thing with the China is if you can crack China because of the population, that you don't need mm. to be a genius at economics or maths to know that 3% of the Chinese population is a lot bigger than probably the 3% of, a, of the New Zealand population. So right now there are some factors like the declining demand from China, a little bit out of control. But the rural Roundup milk run this morning, Federated Farmers, the Federated Farmers President really talked to that point about the need to ease regulations or at least make them more achievable. So it's been hurting farmers' pockets at the moment and it'll be a big topic of debate in the lead-up to the election. I would think, if I were campaigning, I would mm -hmm. campaign on farmers 
and helping get across the line. Because you know what, if they, the fewer farmers that actually make it to the other side and outside to the other side of this technical recession, mm. the worse yeah. off we are. We need more people to make it out through to the other side to take advantage of the good times and start boosting the economy when the curve starts to move in the opposite direction again. Do you think? So, so here's the thing, uh, and um, this is an interesting one. Because Labor gets copped um, all the time for not doing enough. Okay, well, here's the thing. I'm going to I'm going to uh, ask you about this one here, right here and now, as a final question today, and it's it's off the cuff. This one, it's coming straight from me. Mm. Um, <clears throat> GST on fruit and veg has been massive, massive headlines around the joint. Uh, it's, it, and, and then, of course, people have come back and said, well, okay, fruit and veg, well, how about dairy products uh, as well? Because they're, they're a staple part of our diet. Uh, how do you see this being a, a big factor in the, election, in, in the election? I think it was yesterday. I think they've gone past it. I, it it mm. was a bit like when that announcement was made, it was about as lacklustre as as Christopher Luxon telling me that he was going to ban cell phones in schools. He didn't need to say that. They already can. Taking the GST off fruit and vegetables will, fresh fruit and vegetables, not crinkle-cut potato chips because there's canola oil involved there, um, Mm. will pass on minute savings. But I would have liked, and I think what I would like is I would like a more support for an industry that that's not faring well. I think that farmers mm. get a hard time and I understand historically why. And I think the industry has been getting a hard time, but we're facing exceptional circumstances. And you talk about supply and demand. Look at what happens mm. with fuel prices. It's the exact opposite. And there's a war going on. So someone's in charge of the supply and there's humongous demand. I don't know how he turned that around besides like cracking into like India or somewhere. I don't know either, but it's it's obviously on the agenda of a lot of people and I um, I would expect something has to come of it. But um, look, Aroha, I threw a curly one at you at the end there and I thank you so much for handling it uh, with consummate ease, as I might say. And thank you so much uh, for your ag insights this morning. Cheers. The very latest in rural news. This is Ag Insights on Mornings with Ian Smith. Profit from the best advice with Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. License RE AA 2008.